Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. This episode focuses on ways executives maintain health and wellness. Our featured speaker is Mike Markowitz, Director of Executive Programs at the UW-Milwaukee Sheldon B. Lubar School of Business. I learned a lot of valuable things when I went through UW-Milwaukee's Executive MBA program. I expanded my knowledge in the areas of business you would expect, such as finance and accounting, marketing, supply chain, and general management, just to name a few. And I think the most important thing I learned was shared right at the very beginning of the program, the importance of executives maintaining their personal wellness. Leading is a stressful endeavor. I have the privilege of working with hundreds of leaders each year who come through our executive education offerings, and I've yet to meet a leader who has told me they are overwhelmed by the amount of positive things they have to deal with on a daily basis. What I hear more often is how their days are spent putting out fires, sitting in unproductive meetings, addressing business challenges, and refereeing or mediating drama between people. And that's when things with the world are going pretty good, relatively speaking. Now add on the COVID-19 pandemic that we're currently experiencing, when leaders are being looked to even more for stability, guidance, and reassurance that everything is going to be okay. In these uncertain times, it's even easier to become overwhelmed, which is why reviewing your individual wellness plan is important. And in this episode, we'll cover some techniques that can all be used in concert to help keep you healthy and productive and help others around you do the same. Diet, exercise, and sleep are some of the first places leaders look to when thinking about wellness, probably because we're taught from a young age that providing the right nutrition for your body and maintaining a good level of physical fitness is helpful in reducing stress and boosting your immunity system. Successful leaders also know it takes about five or six positive thoughts to eliminate a single negative thought, so keeping track of what we feed our minds can be just as important as what we feed our bodies. One of the benefits of living in the year 2020 is also one of the biggest downfalls, our access to information. We have the unprecedented ability to send and receive information on a real-time basis across the globe. While increasing awareness of what's going on around us and obtaining more information to make decisions is central to being a good leader, it can come at the risk of increasing anxiety levels. In recent weeks, think about how much information has been available about COVID-19. I know many people, including myself, have been sucked into keeping the news station on, searching the internet for stories, and immediately checking the alerts provided by our smartphones. It didn't take long to feel a negative impact on my well-being, and I realized I needed to begin limiting my information intake, but I also had a fear of missing out on something. So I decided to try an experiment. I stopped watching the television news completely and limited myself to just two brief internet sessions per day for the purpose of obtaining current news. Once at the beginning of the workday, and the other at the end of the workday. I opted to leave my phone on, since it's set up to receive news alerts at the national and local level, so I knew if something really big happened, I wouldn't miss it. As you may have guessed, my experiment confirmed what I kind of already knew. There isn't as much breaking news as you might think, and I really didn't miss anything big. I quickly found myself more relaxed and able to focus. I took some of the time I was previously spending watching the news and started reaching out to people, which I also found helpful to my psyche. As I talked to other leaders, I shared my experiment and have found that some of them were doing similar experiments and it was helping them. Now, limiting access to negative information is just part of the path to wellness and we can't stick our heads in the sand and avoid all bad news. To balance out the negativity we have to absorb, we need to look at ways of eliminating the impact of negativity and add positive thoughts into our heads. Hobbies are a very common outlet for wellness. I like hobbies because they can be anything you're interested in, 
and tend to have an emotional connection that is different than the connection we have to our work. The first C-level executive I worked for taught me the importance of hobbies. He had a passion for model railroading and dedicated his entire basement to building out different track layouts and intricate landscapes, which he created himself from scratch. When stress levels increased, he would take a trip downstairs and escape to a different world for a while and return recharged and refocused. If you don't have a hobby, consider exploring something that you're interested in that you can do in small or large increments of time. I enjoy crossword puzzles because they give my mind a workout. Starting and stopping is flexible since there's no time requirement, and you can easily pick up where you left off. Another added benefit I find in crosswords is they force me to ask for help from others when I do those tough puzzles published late in the week. Another way leaders maintain wellness is through mindfulness. The best thing about mindfulness is that in as little as two minutes, you can improve your mindset through a technique called four-part breathing. If you just finished a difficult conversation or meeting, take two minutes to reset yourself by focusing on taking deep breaths in over a couple seconds and exhaling slowly and completely for a few seconds. If you're preparing for a meeting and anticipate it might be contentious, take a couple minutes to clear your mind ahead of time so you can perform at your best. Will it eliminate all negative thoughts from your head? No, but it can reduce the impact of them. I found this really works and that it can be done anywhere at any time. Once you've experienced the benefits of four-part breathing in short increments, you may even want to explore meditation. I know a number of leaders who swear by meditation, and some like it so much they seek out meditation retreats to get away for extended periods of time. Gratitude journaling is another favorite wellness technique of mine. As the name suggests, you create a journal and add entries about the things you are thankful for. I personally don't keep a written journal, as I know I'd create artificial pressure on myself to write in it. Instead, I've worked to develop a habit of reflecting about unique personal interactions or events. I do this because research shows you can obtain additional positive benefits during gratitude journaling by detailing whatever it is you are thankful for and including the impact that person or event had on you. I now do this just about every day. Interestingly enough, over time my mind never lets me miss a day I would characterize as a good day, and it never lets me miss what I would characterize as a bad day. Give it a try and start slow. If you stick with it, you'll see results, and people around you will too. The final aspect of wellness I'd like to talk about is the importance of support systems. We all need help from time to time. Successful leaders cultivate multifaceted support systems and are secure enough to reach out for help. Being vulnerable as a leader is a strength, not a weakness. Take time to assess your support system and look for ways to extend it even further. On top of that, proactively seek out opportunities to be a part of the support systems of others. The ideas and stories I've shared are just a few ways to achieve and maintain wellness as a leader during good times and challenging times. Pursue continuous improvement in your wellness, just as you do in continuously improving the businesses you lead, and don't forget to share your experiences so those around you have options to consider for improving their wellness. Thank you for listening to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast, and good luck as you move forward on your leadership journey. Make sure to check back regularly for additional episodes.